Like, do you prefer it louder? No, I think it's good. You think it's fine? Yeah. Okay. I feel like I'm, oh my God, imagine doing this high. I'd feel like I was No, I'd get sick. I'd vomit and I would not be <laughs> well, able to do it. you don't handle weed well. No, I don't handle anything well. <laughs> this is my like, this is my second cup of drugs today because I want to just feel like a cokehead. I couldn't. Well, you can you can smoke weed, and I, I can't. I don't smoke weed. Well, you know, you do weed, whatever you want to call ha- it. I only did it twice. I only do it if I'm like, I really just don't want to feel like I'm on Earth tonight. But I don't know how you don't get nauseous. I think it's just like controlling your thoughts. Like if you start to get anxious, thoughts or be like, oh my god, I'm feeling sick. I have to be like, no, I'm not. I'm okay, but like I try to say no, I'm not, and then I like could imagine running to the toilet. It and just makes I, well, it's. If you have anxiety about something going into it, it's only going to get worse. Well, so, I really didn't. Yeah, but you might have like these subconscious thoughts of because of, you've gotten sick before from it yeah. or like you always feel sick when you do it. Yeah. You're going to be like, oh, hope it goes well this time. Yeah, but like it wasn't even weed those things, right? It, it was CBD. Is. No, it's not. It's actually, it makes you high. CBD doesn't make you high. Is it concentrated? What is it though? It's like a little, but it's not an edible. It's basically an edible. So like a little sleeping edible. It's a different – it's not just for sleeping though. It literally makes you high. It's just supposed to be like a calmer type of If I ate that motherfucker during the day, (laughs) I would like be in bed. I'm not kidding you. What happened was is I ate one of them. No, not one. Half of one. Didn't feel it. I also went to bed within an hour. The next night I ate I think a little more than half. Still didn't feel it but also went to bed. And then the night after that, literally ate, I think, a full one and then another bite of a half. Wait, you took a whole half of one and you didn't feel anything? No, half of the half. Oh, okay. The See, first that's what couple I did. And then I tried a full one thinking like, okay, I, I should feel it. And I kind of like, you know, a worked my full, way up. like two halves. No, one half. Okay. This was one, this was one full half and I think a little bit nibble of like another half. Okay. And... I my mistake here was I took it at eight decided to watch a movie with my mom on FaceTime for an hour and a half and I'm like enjoying myself I'm laying there watching the movie and I didn't really move I was kind of in my like sideways position and I got thirsty I had weird feelings like I kind of felt like weird while watching the movie I don't know it was weird my mouth got really dry when it yeah like the dry mouth I hate that it's like fucking cotton mouth to Mm. the max but I was laying there and then I was like okay I'm a little thirsty what's it smell like no I was just a little I was thirsty and I had my big water jug like right next to my bed and you know my bed's pretty low now so I sit up and when I sat up it felt like my soul left my body oh god and I'm not kidding you it was so bad that I couldn't even reach down to drink the water like I had to lay back down and I think because we was laying for so long and then sat up like that it, I was like flushed like I felt like yeah. I couldn't get up even laying there it felt like I was hung over and it was like the world was like spinning when around you me. were texting me about your bad experience I was high from it and I was like I can't read this right now <laughs> yeah no it's like I mean I'm, you're probably right though like once you get in your mm-hmm. head about oh, it yeah. it's like because it literally focuses your thoughts so it's just yeah gonna, it's just gonna make it worse no it was bad and like I could not shake the feeling and I was laying there just imagining like okay I was like I want to get up so bad and pee or like I want to get up and drink but like I can't because I feel so nauseous. Mm-hmm. And then when I did get up, I was like, I'm not kidding you. It was like, you know, when you're sick and you're like wobbling to the toilet. Mm-hmm. I was like wobbling like this to the toilet. And then I was like able to pee and drink water. And then I laid down and then blew through up. So like I'm cleaning up cat vomit <laughs> while I'm fucking about to vomit myself. But no, I mean, I definitely agree. It's just weird though, because I feel like you have anxiety too, but maybe it's just like you don't have it in that way because you never had that experience. I think it would be worse if I was with people, but because I'm alone, I'm like, I know nothing's going to happen to me. Yeah. And I've never really had a really bad experience with weed. 
have but have you smoked weed or was it mm-hmm. that was and when i was saying? in school yeah the first time i smoked weed i literally uh, took like four huge hits was it a blunt or a bowl no it was out of a plastic water bottle <laughs> claudia and i used to do that when we would steal brandon's out of the little like vent mm-hmm. but you didn't you didn't feel anything from that no i did i got really high but it was good like and i was with my friend two of my friends from high school and one of them i wasn't even that close were with. you home no, I was at, it was in her basement and I literally fell asleep in my jeans watching like a kid's movie. That's like, but every time I've heard about people smoking, that's the experience that like I have always heard that's like that my friends have had. Mm-hmm. It's like the very calm, they smoke, it's kind of like they seep into themselves. They can watch something and kind of just like get lost in it and then they fall asleep. And then me, I'm laying there and I like, if I don't fall asleep right, right away, I feel sick. Yeah. I have these, I was telling I, you, I, I was think having you these have, crazy thoughts. I think you literally have subconscious thoughts that like. When you're high, they just get brought to the surface where you you anticipate not feeling good. But like, isn't it weird that like I also have these thoughts that like I was, people were breaking in and like weird shit was happening? Yeah, well, that's a bad high. <laughs> well, also, I was going to say, too, it made me realize it's almost like like you were saying the subconscious thoughts. It's like that's kind of things that always in the back of my mind are there. But I kind of just push back. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'm fine. But then it like brings it all to the surface. It's like the yeah. worst anxiety I have. But, like, I feel like you and I are different in that way because we yeah. – I feel like we both have anxiety but in very different ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like mine is more – I don't know. Like, do you get anxiety when you, like, go to do things? Yes. Not like <laughs> – I, I know that's how – like, that didn't make sense. I mean, like, for example, I always remember growing up, like, I would do, like, modeling and things like that. Like, my mom always signed me up for these, like, modeling things. And I worked with different agencies. And I'm not even kidding you, which I don't – I'm sure you've, like, experienced something similar to this. But I would have to do these – calls I guess it was like acting and modeling and I would have to do these calls that were like for maybe seven hours or more like a day and they were usually like 45 minutes to an hour away my mom would drive me because I was young and I'd have to stay there all day and like meet these people I didn't know and like audition for these different acting Mm -hmm. roles I really hated it I don't even know why I got into it and could have been a child actor actually I met Michelle Obama Because I went to a Nickelodeon, I have a picture. I went to a Nickelodeon thing once because I got a role. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what is it called when you're in the background? Extra. An extra. Yeah, see, this is why I can't do it. Mm -hmm. I was an extra and I met Michelle Obama, took a picture with her. Her mouth is a little crooked in the picture. (laughs) But it's fine because I have it. And then I think I got another one. I ended up, this is kind of like fucked up, but like I remember I went into the audition and they had like four cards laid laid out of like who was like applying or like auditioning for it. And it was mine and then three others. And I remember looking down and I was like, I got this. I got this easy. <laughs> like pictures and, of them? Yes. And I, I swear to you, that was the only one that I got. Okay. And it, I think it was, it was long too. It was like a 12 hour day. We had to drive far because they were never like in state. Mm-hmm. And I remember they did my makeup for me. And like, I looked so bad. Like How I looked like a clown. <sighs> this time I was probably <sighs> maybe 12, 13. Mm-hmm. I was still pretty young, but they did my makeup for me and it was, it was for a magazine, like so it was pictures mm-hmm. and like I don't think I had to say anything. But that I didn't mind because I, I didn't, never really liked having to read a script or talk. And I was also like fucking blind, like I cannot see. <laughs> and I also went to one where they had to hold up these cardboards. <laughs> Listen, this is this. I'm not I can't even believe I remember this. My memory is my memory is so shit. But they held up these cardboards and they were like, OK, read this because this is the audition is for you to read it. Kennedy, I couldn't see it. You didn't have glasses at the time? I did, but I never, I didn't think I to didn't wear either. them. I didn't either. I didn't wear my glasses. Hated them. All of Hated middle school. Gla- right. And I had a similar experience. One time a teacher was like, she would call on random people yeah. to like read the objective or whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> just to read something off the board. She called on me and I'm just like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> it's terrible. And like, I remember trying so hard and I was squinting 
And I always tried not to squint because everybody would say, don't squint if you Same. can't see. And I was squinting and I couldn't see it. And I think I tried a few times and I ended up having to say, I really can't read it. I don't have my glasses and obviously didn't get that one. I just walked out. But whenever I think of the anxiety I had as a kid, it was to things like that. You know, I was so attached to my mom. Like Same. So much. I think I really, I think I slept in my mom's room. Like in her, if I didn't have a friend over, I slept in bed with her. If I had a friend over, my friend and I would sleep on her floor. Like I didn't even use my room really up oh until my God. I was like 15. Yeah. Wow. So I was so attached to her. I would say up until I was once again, maybe 12 or like 13 or so. Well, I was attached to my mom until I was like 20. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because it was like she would drive me to these things. And I think she would stay in the area, but she couldn't stay there. And when she would leave, it was like my, I would get nauseous. I'd she get the leave? shits. Oh, she would. Like leave okay. the, um, when I would, she would drop me off at these auditions or even a friend's house. Mm-hmm. Like I would get the shits. Well, you were 12. Nauseous. Like. I know, but like it was bad because I think it was worse because, you know, like when you're young, you don't always know what's going on. And like, you might just think, oh, I just feel sick all the time. But like, mm-hmm. I knew it was so frustrating because I knew that it was, like, I picked up on it, that it was only happening when my mom would leave. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I'd get in her car or go home, I felt fine again. And like it's crazy because I just feel like I am such like I feel like people view us so differently in the sense that like I'm seeing more outgoing and more out there. But like I feel like I have really bad anxiety too, but it might not seem like it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like I think literally every person on the planet has anxiety. Yeah. And it's just in different ways because I really think it stems from how you grew up Mm -hmm. and experiences you've had as a child like mine. I mean, I don't know exactly where mine came from, but it was more with like, it, depend- it was dependence on my mom. Yeah. And like when I graduated high school, I didn't drive. I wasn't mm-hmm. driving. I didn't really have a job. And all I was doing was making YouTube videos. So my siblings and my mom would drive me everywhere. My mom would drive me to my hair appointments that were an hour away. That, yeah. She'd be with me the whole day. And then we got the apartment in Florida and I would fly there with Brandon and my mom and we got a car there. They would always drive it. I would never drive it. I was terrified of driving. It got so bad to the point where I was like, don't even like, I don't even want to think, I don't think I'm ever going to drive again. Yeah. And I just couldn't do anything by myself. Like I was so codependent and I didn't even mm-hmm. realize it at the time, but I didn't realize it until I moved out. Which at the time I like came- like in your apartment here, not yeah. in Florida. Okay, yeah, I can't believe I even moved out by myself because I was just so tired of living in like a tiny room in my mom's house, and I moved out and I was like, okay, got a car because had to get myself mm-hmm. from A to B, and I was like, okay, now I'm I have to do everything by myself. I have to go grocery shopping. Yeah. I am responsible for feeding myself, and like I mean, I already was because I was 20 years old, yeah. but. Still, it's like you don't have other people in the house that are buying food that you can yeah. eat or like. And your mom would make dinner a lot. Yeah. I mean, not as much when we were adults because we would all like do our own thing. But yeah. also like we would make dinners together sometimes and Claudia would buy things from the grocery store and I would eat that. It's like, mm-hmm. OK, I have to do all the cleaning, all the cooking. Like and then when you get cats, you're responsible for these cat lives, yeah. which like isn't that big of, of responsibility. I think that helps, but, though. It does. Yeah. Like I think it does yeah. aid in like responsibility and it makes you like yeah. feel like you have to take care of something other than yourself. It like holds yeah. you responsible to that. To I degree. enjoy taking care of my cats because I'm like, okay, I know exactly what to do for this. Yeah, like for me, exactly. it's like sometimes you don't know exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, to me, it's just, it's just crazy. Cause I, like I was saying, I just always remember, like it was just so bad at sometimes, like at some points, like I, it got so bad. The only house that I would sleep at was Rachel's. Like that was like the only 
like person I would really have sleepovers with because growing up I realized like I literally mm-hmm. couldn't and when I would sleep there even though it was so comfortable with her and her family and it was only five minutes away I would literally start like seizing like I could not control my body and would like shake because mm-hmm. I'd get like a panic attack or something and I didn't grow out of that for a long time I realized that I, I like picked up on the things that helped me like if I drove somewhere myself in my own car I didn't get anxiety because I knew I had control and could leave whenever I wanted and things like that but I don't know like when I think back to you I feel like I even though I know I knew that you I guess were more dependent on you know your siblings and your mom I thought it was a big step that you moved to a completely mm-hmm. another like a different state I know I was like, the, that was still huge oh you're talking about Florida yeah well yeah, even moving away we though. didn't we didn't actually like move though it was like but you were there for like what like moved. a month at a time at points well the first time we moved I was like okay I'm leaving my mom who uh-huh. I love and I was attached to I got very attached to her when I got like very with all my right, stomach sick, issues yeah. um when I was like 15 mm-hmm. and I feel like before that I really wasn't that anxious of a kid. Like maybe I had a little bit of social anxiety, but like what kid doesn't? Okay. And then when all of that shit happened and I was in like the hospital all the time and stuff, I just got so attached to my mom. Yeah. Because I would be, now it was like, okay, now I'm scared to have a sleepover at my friend's house because what if I wake up and my stomach is all fucked up and, yeah. and like I'm... I don't want to deal with that in a different place. And it just ca- created all of these new anxieties that I had never experienced before. Yeah. Like normally I would go to a friend's house and I would sleep fine and I'd be so like, like chill about the whole thing. And mm-hmm. now it was like I had to overthink every little thing. Yeah. Like what if I wake up and I feel this way? And then I have to call my mom. Literally sometimes I would sleep over Emily's house and I'd wake up in the morning and I would have to text my mom to come get me because mm-hmm. my stomach was messed up or like I was, I couldn't get off the toilet. And So yeah, when I got older and like my stomach kind of leveled out and then I was doing YouTube, I was like, my friends were in college and I was still in my hometown, like across the street from my high school. And I was like, I just feel like a rock who Mm -hmm. is not moving at all. Even though I was like doing this YouTube, my life hadn't changed at all. Right. And so then once I started making money, that was like the first real big change in my life. And then Brandon, me and Brandon, like it's really weird to think back on like we got an apartment together. Because yeah. like that is But I, I feel like you guys get along like yeah, well. We, and no, have, we like, do, a lot we do. Common. We always have had like a really I mean, not always, but as I got older, we developed like a pretty close bond yeah. and we would have like movie nights and, and you guys share, I think, a very similar mental creativity. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. I see it. Whenever I talk to him or I talk to you, even like your mannerisms of how like you kind of like look up or to the side of thing, it's like, I, it's so funny because I always like compare it to you, Claudia. Yeah, I know. And it's identical and it's so mm. interesting to yeah. see. Yeah, I know. And like still sometimes we'll like get lunch and, and talk and we'll get into these deep conversations yeah. or debates. Yep. <laughs> and so I think we both were just in the same position. Like Claudia was dating her ex-boyfriend at the time mm-hmm. and she was in nursing school, I think. And... She had this whole life, even though she like wasn't that happy. Yeah. But we She was more, I think, in her world. Yeah, than- exactly. And I didn't really have my life was the same as it was in mm-hmm. high school. And I was like, I think it would be a better opportunity for me to like move somewhere like Florida and have yeah. more filming opportunities. And so we decided to, we took a trip there and like tested it out and mm-hmm. I liked it. But it was also like really weird. Yeah. And then we decided to get an apartment there. And for like the first two weeks, I was surprisingly okay. Mm-hmm. 
Like I had my own room. This was the first time in my life having my own bathroom. Yeah. My own room that like had sunlight. Right. <laughs> my room. Yeah. My mine was house. in the basement too. Like, was, remember mine was in the basement. Mm-hmm. I didn't even have a fucking window. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I basically didn't have a window because it had blackout curtains I, on yeah. it. And, my and also, like, I kind of remember, like, the, the um what's it called, the screen and, like, the windows themselves, like, they weren't new. So, like, yeah. I remember Claudia's, like, so much dust. it was very dirty. So, it was, like, there was no sunlight really I couldn't in. I couldn't move it because yeah. dust would fly off into my face. Jesus. <laughs> and literally, my, my, the size of my room at my mom's house was the size of my bathroom currently. Like, That's crazy. I used to look up at the ceiling and, like, see like the map of the room basically and I'm like wow this is a really small room yeah and then now I do that when I'm like sitting on the to- toilet and I'm like about I think, the same size yeah, about the same size <laughs> yeah but I just didn't leave my room I would literally lay in my bed all day like I remember yeah and so anyways we moved and then for like the first few weeks I was fine I had all this new space and it was mm-hmm. exciting I got furniture and I'd never experienced this before right and I was also making money for the first time like I was like broke my whole life Mm -hmm. and finally had money and I was like this is so weird and I'm living my dream and it was amazing and then I remember my stomach got really really bad and I just wanted my mom Mm -hmm. and anytime I'm sick you know you want your mom yeah and I remember like facetiming my mom and Claudia or maybe it was just my mom and I was like hysterically crying and I was just like I want like I want I don't want to be here right now like I just want to come home and I kind of just had like a big breakdown after that yeah so then after like the three week mark we went home and I think that was like the real start of becoming extremely codependent on my Mm -hmm. mom and even Brandon because then she would fly with us to Florida and not just for me for also like she I don't know it was a it was a weird transition point for all of us but I just wanted her there yeah and I think I just got into like this really weird dark place for those next that next like year and a half because I wasn't doing anything for myself really like and it's weird because like my YouTube channel was doing better than it had ever done right like it was doing great I was really enjoying making videos and that was like the only thing bringing me joy that and like my cat at home but then I wasn't even with her when I was in Florida and I don't know I just remember like laying in bed at night and being like what's wrong with me like why does nothing bring me joy like Mm -hmm. nothing is making me happy I would try to force myself to go out and do things like my mom would be like it's such a nice day let's go there was like this place in in Tampa that is like a bunch of restaurants and stores combined and we're like let's go there and like shop or something and I would be like no I don't want to they would like force me to leave the apartment and to the point where like they would ask me and be like they would already know that I'd be like Mm -hmm. no I don't want to go I would literally avoid going out at all costs and it just kept getting worse. And um, that one time my mom was like, do you want to go shopping? Like, let's go. She always wanted to go out and do stuff Mm -hmm. and I never wanted to. And she would try to force me. And we went and I was just like in a horrible mood. Like I was just so angry and I was being Mm -hmm. so mean to her. And like I would be so mean to her all the time. And I knew I was being mean and I would hate myself for it. But I like couldn't control it. Mm -hmm. I couldn't like stop myself and then I would feel horrible and I would like cry to myself and be like why am I like this like what is wrong with me it's just the way I am like I'm just a fucking raging bitch like I'm just like miserable to be around and I just don't think I realized that I was like truly unhappy Mm -hmm. and I thought in order to like be depressed you needed a real reason or you needed to be so bad that you literally couldn't get yourself out of bed couldn't get dressed couldn't 
and like, like didn't even want to live like I've, I'm I mean I agree with that because I always have thought of depression as something that's like your all-time low yeah. you know what I mean like when you're like okay this is bad like but a lot of times one people that are depressed don't even really realize it exactly and two it doesn't have to be so bad mm-hmm. to the point that like you have to wait to that point to yeah. realize something exactly wrong. and it looks like something completely different for everyone yeah. so it can be that yeah you can't get out of bed you can't shower but for me showering has always been like something that yeah, really helps me mm-hmm. yeah so I was like okay if I'm showering then I'm clearly not depressed right and I just kind of convinced myself I wasn't as bad yeah. as I maybe felt and so anyways I would keep forcing myself to do things and keep mm-hmm. trying to get myself out of the apartment but every time I'd come home and I'm just like I <laughs> just like there was like a little nap oh. <laughs> I would just go into my room and cry mm-hmm. and be like why is nothing fun to me why am I not having fun like I'm trying to do things and I also was like really like romantically lonely because mm-hmm. I, I had no social life like yeah. I had like my close friends but they were in college and mm-hmm. my one friend at the my best friend at the time was in like a long-term relationship and so I just felt, even though I had an amazing family, I felt like I had no one. Yeah. And I didn't feel like I was like living the life I wanted to live, which is so, it sounds so stupid to say because I was living like my lifetime dream of being a YouTuber. Right. But it just goes to show that you can get things that you that you really want and still your Not life. Be happy. Could, yeah. yeah, it's still your life could be missing things. Right. Which is like what I was telling you when we were talking was that, you know, it's so hard for your brain to like comprehend when you feel so miserable and yeah, but you have everything. Yeah. Like I have my own place. I have money, like Mm -hmm. enough money to support myself Mm -hmm. and survive, have my cat. You know what I mean? I can, I have this flexibility that I can do whatever I want. Mm -hmm. Why am I so fucking miserable? And I'm the same way, you know, like there's so many times where I'm, and it is a self, it's a reflection of yourself and how you feel, but it's Mm -hmm. like, you're so miserable within yourself and like and I've literally been there more times than not where you're that angry in your inside that it's like it reflects to how you talk to people and it's weird because I would notice I don't know if you ever notice this but like it never came out to Claudia like Mm -hmm. I would no matter how miserable I was like never would treat Claudia Mm -hmm. that way but like my mom my girl it's almost like the people that care the most that you know can't leave you it's like I would like the attitude and for no reason and then you look back and you're like, they were being nothing but nice. So I like, know. Why did I have to speak to them like a literal piece of shit? Literally. There was this one moment where it was like a wake up moment for me, even though it didn't really like fix me. But me and my mom were flying to Florida by ourselves. And I was just like, something was seriously wrong with me that weekend. I was being so mean to her. Mm-hmm. Just like attitude. Anything she said, I would just be like. Ugh. Like annoyed. Yeah. yeah. And I just kind of got like like I didn't realize how bad it had gotten mm-hmm. and then she said she never would say something to me she she'd just be like oh that's Kennedy she's just yeah a she's, bitch. A, she's always like I feel yeah. like been good with that and then she ended up saying something and she was like why are you being so mean to me and I was like oh my god I want to kill myself yeah <laughs> like it just made me so sad and I was like this is how I'm treating my mother who was literally done it like been there for who has everything. been yeah. the best mother you could possibly be like and I truly mean that um and looking back as an adult like I just feel so bad but I mean I tell her all the time that like I'm so grateful for her and how much I love her and how she literally made me the person I am yeah and but yeah so then COVID happened that was like a year and a half straight of just me being like right because all of that was pre-COVID yeah okay 
And And did you did you guys move back? You guys moved back before COVID happened? Well, I remember we all four of us were in Florida. And then I think Claudia might have been the first to fly. Yeah, she flew home first by herself because I think she had like a nursing. Mm -hmm. I don't know something with that. Maybe not. I don't know something. And then we were like seeing coronavirus on the news and we were like, oh, my God, this is so stupid. Like nothing like that had ever happened before. Yeah. And then we took we had like a flight home the next day i kind of remember this because i remember like feeling like claudia you need to get home before like you can't get home <laughs> well like Cla- i remember claudia was like you guys got to get home yeah. and i was like oh my god this is so stupid right. like masks what like, why, nobody thought why it would actually shut yeah. down the world yet. i had no idea what i don't think anyone expected it but no so then we flew home and i remember seeing people in the airport wearing masks and i was like what is going on mm-hmm. And just a pandemic. I know, but like we didn't know at the time. Yeah. And then because my two closest friends, um, their classes got canceled for Mm -hmm. like however long it was like a week or two at the time. Yeah. And I started talking to them more and we started Zooming. And then there was obviously like Corona has brought so many horrible things, but I think and I, I think a lot of people have also experienced this where it, it brought a lot of good change to your life. Yeah, I kind of like liked the aspect of like I know. being stuck. It reminded me. Like a snow day. Yeah, it literally, <laughs> I was going to say that. It reminded me and I would love snow days because too, I've yeah. always been the one that's at home being a loser, yep. having no now life. Now everybody's stuck with exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. And like Brandon and Claudia, my mom would always be out running errands, mm-hmm. going to the gym, hanging out with people. And I was yeah. like, you guys are stuck with me. Yep. And people would literally message me and be like, I bet you're loving this mm-hmm. quarantine. And I was like, yeah. I, I kind of am like I'm there they I they can't make me feel guilty for not doing anything mm-hmm. <laughs> and we were all just like there was so many like late nights where we were just doing stupid stuff together I rem- yeah I remember it like and I yeah it, it was so also I think that's why Brandon's channel was doing so well yeah you know what I mean because it was it was a vibe you know yeah. what I mean it was like that was like the beginning the of quarantine kind of was the best my channel ever mm-hmm. did. Like, well, think about it. No one had anything I else know. to do. It was like they were. I know. You had to be watching something. It was like, yep. think about it. The shows that popped off during quarantine I know. probably would not have popped off if I know. people weren't stuck. The Too Hot to Handle. Like, I sorry, know. but like, I never watched shows like that, but I watched the whole thing. Yep. I had nothing else to do. And it almost like, in in a lot of ways, it was good for some people because to take a, a moment to just like, sit and just be in your own brain yeah a lot of people don't take moments for themselves Mm -hmm. and as somebody who takes a lot of moments for herself it's very important and so yeah quarantine happened and then after a few months of that I was like I gotta get out of here Mm -hmm. like I am 20 years old I am financially stable I could easily get my own apartment yeah but I was like where the fuck am I gonna get an apartment and then me and Brandon ended up touring the apartment building that we live in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like about to say it. Yeah. And I loved it. And then within like the next month I moved in, I was so excited. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know I can make so many videos here. Yeah. There's so much sunlight. I love my apartment so much. It's literally yeah, like. Yeah, it's, it's great. The There's something I, about it. The day I move out of there, like it's, I'm like going to have a full I might cry for you. I, yeah. It's going to be so Claudia's hard. Claudia's is so nice, but uh-huh. there's so, I don't know. Like, and I think Claudia and I have a similar, like, the aesthetic style. But there's mm-hmm. something about, one, your apartment. And two, the way you make everything so you. And you're just, like, your own, you. you know, thing. No, but seriously, it's, like, it has. I. It's funny because, like I was saying, even though your style isn't necessarily my style. Like, 
I love going over there because it's so mm-hmm. cozy. Like it's I love such that. its own thing. Yeah, yeah that's I love what it. that's what I wanted, and it's come a long way since I first no, got it. No, it's so cute. I love it. Like when you posted your um the mm-hmm. bookshelf. Yeah, so I was so cute, and I saw my little teapot on there. I know. I was. Like, I literally thought about. It. I was like, I know. She's I gonna saw see it. This. I saw it. Don't worry. Yeah. No. I was like, it's yeah. And I Julie's little sh- her thing that I she got me. I saw that. Yep. <laughs> Everything. No, it's that's, perfect. Yeah. So I think when I moved out, it. Even though I, I was so used to spending so much time alone, I was really spending time alone. Like I yeah. wasn't living two feet away from my sister and five feet away from my mom and not having movie nights with Brandon because mm-hmm. we just like were bored and had nothing else to do. And at first it was like really fun because yeah. I was like, oh my God, I have all of this independence and mm-hmm. I can cook my own dinners finally. And and your plate, I mean, that it's brand new. Exactly. Like, yeah. Nobody had lived new. in it before. Yeah. yeah Very, so. like those are the most modern mm-hmm. you can get. I yeah. think. Honestly, within 30 minutes around us yeah, or more. Like, I agree. It's very modern. Yeah, they were literally built. They're the like, nicest ones around here. I, they were built like six months before I moved in. Mm-hmm. And there was nobody living on my floor at the time. Yeah. It was just That's me. Crazy. Yeah, I was That's the first person crazy. there. I know. Every time I'm walking the floors. There's I know. so many. Yeah. Now they're like completely filled up. Mm-hmm. And every time I walk past someone, I'm like, yeah, I'm the. You're the OG yeah. of the building. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, so I was the Could first you imagine one. you're like 70 year old, 70 years old in the same apartment? <laughs> Well, I live oh my, my first my first next door neighbor was like a 65 year old guy. Yeah. And I always think like it's probably a little weird that I'm just like this young girl mm-hmm. living here by myself. But I don't know. Anyways, I quickly um, like I adapted to the change. But then I was like, oh, fuck, like yeah, something bad is happening. And yeah. I think my anxiety and like depression, and everything just kind of kept bubbling up because I missed my mom. I mm-hmm. didn't see her every day when I had been and I'm very very close to her there's literally nothing she does not know about my life Mm -hmm. and I also missed Claudia and even after Claudia moved into the same fucking floor Mm -hmm. I still was like it just felt so different and she completely related to it we would talk about it all the time and then I my real breaking point oddly enough was when I got Ruby Mm -hmm. and Salem was still alive and I am somebody who like just really struggles with like change after being after something being one way for so long yeah and I just had all of this guilt because I got this new cat while my old childhood cat who like literally shaped me as a person like she was my everything I I fucking loved that cat and I was so emotionally dependent on her and she was like old and get and like sick and I knew she was gonna die soon I'm like instead of spending time with her I'm getting this new cat yeah and like Ruby was just like she wasn't she, Salem <laughs> yeah she wasn't Salem at yeah. all and she wasn't cuddly at all right. and I don't know it was just like I just remember being it was like 10 30 at night and I was like I started like hyperventilating and I was like in my closet on the floor being like you're okay you're okay you're okay and I was like in my head I was like Jesus what the fuck's happening to me yeah like I couldn't even take care of this cat because I was like literally take care of yourself literally yeah. losing my goddamn mind right. and I called my mom and she was like Jesus just come over mm-hmm. I literally drove there and that's how you know it's bad if, right. if I was yeah. willing to drive somewhere and I drove there at like 1130 hysterically crying the entire time it was also raining yeah like so I'm like seen. No, I was like <laughs> yeah. and I was yeah. like so scared my anxiety was so high right. But I got there and like just my mom didn't even, she was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. And I like couldn't even explain. I was like, I got a new cat. Yeah. <laughs> like what? And I just hysterically cried like on her bed. And then I slept in my room with mm-hmm. Salem, which like she didn't even sleep from, with me for half the night. So I was like, and I woke up and I was like, oh my God. 
And I just felt at that point in my life, I still felt like a child. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't know how to take care of myself properly. Like I mentally, I just still felt 16. Well, also it was almost like when you felt that bad, it's like you, at that point in your life, you kind of still had to revert back to like what you knew. But that's all you did know. So it's Mm -hmm. like, how can... How can you learn to like really help yourself? I think it would be hard for anybody to help themselves. Like when I feel that bad, I mean, like I was telling you like uh, the other day when I get, sometimes I have bad breakdowns, but it's like Mm -hmm. nobody wants to deal with that alone. And sometimes you don't actually deal with it if you're alone. You know what I mean? You just like, you eventually stop crying and you might wake up the next morning and be like, oh, like what, why did I feel that way? Like I overreacted, but honestly you weren't because that's how you felt in that moment. And like she's still your mom. You know what I mean? Like it's like, and that was still so fresh to you, like Mm -hmm. all of it. So it's like, it makes sense that you reverted back to that. And like, that's all you knew, you know? Yeah. And I'd only been living in that apartment for like three months at that time. Yeah. Or like three or four months. So, and I, there were many more breakdowns to come about Mm -hmm. the same thing. I'm, I don't, I'm getting older. Like I'm alone. I'm so lonely. I have this amazing apartment, but I have nothing to fill it. Like not, not physically fill it with, but I don't have like, I don't know. I just felt so empty. Like everything yeah. in my life felt so empty. And do you think that that emptiness at all spurred from like a lack of experience, like experiences in your life? And in any way, like, I mean, like, kind I think of, it was more like, cause like, obviously like you and I had very different, mm-hmm. you know, like we grew up very different in the sense of like, just how we acted it as people and like socially, like, do you yeah. think that that, cause obviously you had your like, few few close friends and honestly it's funny because looking back to me now that seems better because now (laughs) you know it takes you time Mm -hmm. to realize only a few friends is better than like hanging out with people you actually don't like I feel like I realized that from a very young age like in middle school sorry one second you're fine I got phlegm in my throat (laughs) just spit it on the table (laughs) cut that out Um, when I was in middle school, I was like pretty popular. Yeah. I used to joke in my videos that I peaked in middle school because mm-hmm. I was like so I wasn't even confident. I just didn't have social anxiety. Mm-hmm. And I would go out on the weekends, I would go ice skating, I'd go to J dances. Yeah. I would Did you like, grind? I think I like <laughs> twice. It really scared me. It really scared it, me. It was like a weird humping with clothes on. It was, type it of was thing. gross, but I remember I, I had hate the word. I know. Horrible Ugh. word. Don't know who made it. <laughs> Terrible. I know. It'd be like, so who did you grind on? I know. Seriously. Did you make out with anybody? Like, meanwhile, if you made out with somebody, a police officer would like come and like yeah, separate you. Seriously. Anyways, there was this one time I had a crush on this boy who was a year older than me. Like, I was, a, it wasn't even a crush. I was obsessed with him. I didn't even know him. Like, I saw yeah. him once. And I was like, love that. I'm obsessed with you. Yep. And that's been every crush on a guy that I've ever yeah, had. Th- that's like normal though. Like, I know. I, that's like, the, honestly, those are the fun crushes because you I don't know. know anything about them. You just look at them. You can fantasize what they are, but that's probably not how they are. But those, just no, keep it that it's way. it's never how they are. No, definitely not. Out of J-Dance, he like saw me and he like went like this yeah. and he hugged me. Like he was, he was hugged me kid. really hard. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. That was Melting. the best moment of my life. Yep. Literally, I was friends with girls from other schools. Like I was friends with the popular girls. I had like weaseled my way in to yeah. like the popular girls who like that was ha- your highest money. social point. Yeah. yeah, and then I realized that I just like it I don't know. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't my thing. And then I got to high school. My only friend, pretty much, was Emily, mm-hmm. and I was fine with that. She right. was like very popular, very extroverted. extremely extroverted like we are literally polar opposites when it comes to like which is so funny because I don't really like I don't know her like that obviously Mm -hmm. because you guys were younger but like I 
which honestly doesn't make sense that I would know. But like whenever I see her, whenever I've like seen her with you, like she, I feel like she's so quiet and sweet, but probably because like she's not friends with us or anything. We're like different ages. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm surprised that you say that because she – I think I've only seen her like maybe twice. Like I think yeah. the first time was like maybe you did her makeup one time at the house and she came to show us. Yeah, And then another probably time, a while ago. I think it was at, a, at the office once. I mean, I always like, – oh, she was yeah, so yeah, sweet, yeah, but yeah. I always thought she was like quiet. I never mm. knew that she was like no, – like, you guys were so opposite. She loves talking to people. She loves meeting people. Yeah. And so in high school, she was like part of these all of these clubs mm-hmm. and she knew so many people from like older grades. and I just like I hated doing stuff Mm -hmm. I was like I want to stay home on the weekends and watch movies by myself every time we hung out we would just watch movies Mm -hmm. we're still the same way yeah and I when I got to high school I remember thinking that I was gonna have like this amazing love life Mm -hmm. like I was gonna have these older guys like trying to get me and I kind of did but they were like disgusting I was gonna say like <laughs> at the options there were not the ones that you no, wanted literally no, like they were a, not like a real movies. world two was like a, a our high school eight yeah <laughs> so the options were very limited mm-hmm. but I also just like didn't I just I grew up reading books and I it made my expectations so high mm-hmm. and I've literally from like the youngest age I've known what I wanted in like a person yeah. and no one's ever been that for me. I've never met someone who I'm like, oh my God, you have qualities that like I've always been right. looking for yeah. and that's why I've never been in a relationship. Like, And it's really, really hard to find. Yeah. And that's the thing is so many people when they're younger, they're in like stupid relationships or they're in relationships yeah. where they learn a lot of stuff. Here's the thing. Did I really <laughs> mentally learn anything at the age of fucking 14 when I started? No, I'm sorry. I think I fingered for the first time at 13. Oh so like from fucking 13 <laughs> to <horrible>. 18. <laughs> sorry, okay, Julie. this is how I would think about it. When I, I would... Th- <laughs> I would think about this when I was like 13, 14. I'd be like, why are girls my age I'm sick. I'm doing sick stuff one. with guys because their boobs aren't even fully developed. I didn't have tits. I had nipples. <laughs> like, that's all I had. So I don't know what I was doing. The guys that was, this sounds so fucked and it's like, it sounds gross, but it's the truth. The guy that I had sex with at 14, I don't even think his dick was his full size yet. Like, Ew. it's gross. I know. Like, okay, you know what memory I just remember? Up. When you and Claudia, and I also like when I was younger, I viewed you as Cla- and Claudia as like these crazy girls. Who, well, I mean, we kind of were. I know you were. You would do yeah. stuff with guys. And we, the thing is, is like in our grade, even though there were other girls like making out with guys, I think we were the first ones in our grade to have sex. And I think that was our goal. We wanted the whole class and school to know Claudia and Devorah lost their virginity. Okay, well, night. I was the first one in eighth grade to have my first kiss. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm going to, I'm about to be a whore. Yeah. No. Did it, it did you did anybody talk about it or it wasn't like it didn't yeah, matter? Yeah, no, it was gross. It was like it was a Halloween night and it was like three groups of people. Mm-hmm. You know how people in middle school did that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't even like this kid. Like I can- I kind of remember this story. Yeah. And I was dressed, I think I've told it in a video, but I was dressed as Barbie and I made him dress as Ken. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> we were all wondering who's gonna be the first one to like do it. So mm-hmm. I just did it. And I remember he asked me to go down to his basement with him because I needed the Wi-Fi password. Yeah. He was like, it's in the basement. Come down with me. And I was like, no. Yeah, good move. No. Yeah, like, no. And he tried to kiss me again when we left. And I was like, I-, I felt so much shame. <laughs> yeah. So ashamed. I was like, oh, my God, I don't like myself right now. Yeah. And I got scared of that feeling. No, but then, honestly, that still happens. Like, I know. Even as an adult, if you do something, I know. even if it is just I'm a terrified kiss, of it. It's like, it's a very, 
not even a shame, but it's like you don't, if you don't enjoy it and you don't like the person, you're not going to feel good about it. You're not, exactly. like, there are some people that don't care, but like yeah. I, as much, as many people as I've like hung out with or kissed or whatever, like I still get that feeling. It makes you like physically sick. Even yeah. if I would like get a little bit too flirtatious with somebody who at, afterwards yeah. I'd be like, ew. Why did I do that? I'm right. Like, ew, that was not me. Yeah. And anyways, where was I going with the story? I don't remember. <laughs> You're fine. <laughs> but. Yeah, so, God, I wish I could remember my original point. I hate that shit. You were talking about, um... Oh, uh, when I went into high school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, because I was saying, I was like, if you think about it, or if I think about it, even though I started doing sexual shit and dating people so young, I don't I don't think I... Gen- how, at that age, even through, like, 14 to 18... Your brain, like the the amount of times your brain changes in that time and then after and then after oh my keep God. changing. I genuinely don't think I learned anything. I might have gotten yeah. sexual experience, but mm-hmm. like I almost feel like on a mental level, the experience that like or the hope of experience that you have through like reading is pretty much the same yeah. as the shitheads Honestly, that I actually date. Like what is the, to me it's yeah. like, like I said, the only thing that I have different is like the actual physical sexual experience, but yeah. it's like. All most of the people I dated were we were young or it wasn't even considered a real relationship because mm-hmm. we were in fucking high school. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the only ones that I feel like actually maybe taught me something mentally were the ones that lasted a couple years. And I was like maybe in like 19, 20 mm-hmm. and up. Like, yeah, you can't. How can you learn when you're in fucking high school? No, and you're looking you're, at all these different <laughs> kids and like whatever else. It's yeah, it's impossible. Literally. And I I've always been like this when I have a crush on a guy. It's never like a real crush. It's never like, oh, I really like this person. It's yeah. like. I like the way that I feel when they pay attention mm-hmm. to me. And I discovered this like really, really well in the last year when I had a crush on someone. And it was a very obsessive crush. And afterwards- So you're the obsessive type. <laughs> no, like it, it would be so bad. And I, yeah. would, I would post things and think about like what this person would be like yeah. thinking if they saw it and everything that I did, I'd be like, I would imagine them like watching me in the corner of the, it was like weird. It would get bizarre. No, but you know what's funny though is like, I think it's, I think it seems bizarre to you. And like, I might not have those thoughts now, but like when I was younger and like couldn't, and I wasn't hanging out with these guys because I was younger and like, you know, you had to ask your parents permission and all mm-hmm. that stuff. The only thing you have left is your imagination. So if you like somebody, yeah. I think it's totally normal. I, I literally used to do that. Like the whole like, I think a lot of girls thing, do. Yeah. Like imagining, oh, if he was like, I would like sometimes do things like thinking, oh, like he's I know, I would, like, and there's no one the there. Yeah. Oh my God. When I That's was That's normal. It's weird, but it's normal. <laughs> I know. Like, but you know, I hate it because it makes me feel like this, the, um, insecure 16 year old version of myself. Because when I was 16, I was absolutely obsessed with this guy who was two years older. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because like, I'll I'll like like talk to him now or something yeah. and I'm like oh my god it's like I wish that I could tell my 16 year old yeah. self that like you will talk to this guy as an adult mm-hmm. and it will literally mean nothing to you yeah. like it will not phase you at all and I I would literally see him in the hallway granted he was actually very attractive you know what I'm talking about yes. right mm-hmm. and he was tall he looked like a man mm-hmm. he didn't look like a little boy and he was very popular and I would see him in the hallway and we'd like smile at each other we literally 
never actually hung out or anything Mm -hmm. but I was that just only made my obsession worse right because I didn't actually know this person (laughs) I would go to the bathroom afterwards and look at myself and see what he saw yeah and I remember like (laughs) we had a few a few in-person conversations at school he would Mm -hmm. constantly ask me to hang out he would like even ask me on dates and I'd be like no you're a slut. You're just going to try to have sex with mm-hmm. me. Because he he had sex with so many girls in my grade. Like Really? He, he took a lot of girls' virginities. Damn. And I was like, I know exactly what you want. I'm not dumb. Mm-hmm. I was never dumb when it came to guys. I was never naive. Right. And why would you want to almost like ruin the like I idea know. you had in your yeah, head with I think, that? Yeah. I think subconsciously I was afraid of that. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, honestly, my idea of like romance was so warped because I grew up reading like toxic books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Julie knows. Yeah. And... Uh, anyone who, any girl who grew up reading romance books, like, you know, I I read this thing recently that Jane Austen, who was like a very well-known romance author, Mm -hmm. who like wrote Pride and Prejudice and stuff. She never fell in love. So she wrote all of these extremely iconic Mm -hmm. romance novels that are still being adapted into movies. Mm -hmm. And she was never in love. So I was like, okay. So when you say (sighs) toxic books, do like, was, were the relationships in the books toxic? Yeah. Because like it, the guy was like dominant kind of thing. Yeah. Like think about kind of like Because da- you know what Damon. my you know what my like thing was? I was looking for my Edward. I was looking for that's <laughs> yeah. that was my no, no, thing. Yeah. yeah. And and Twilight was a fan fiction. That was my big one. Twilight was a fan fiction of something. I can't remember what it it was a fan fiction of something, I forget. Mm-hmm. What was it? Oh, I can't remember. I but, don't, don't ask me. But I, then, I just I'm a movie girl. I can't read books. But then Fifty Shades of Grey was a originally a fan fiction of you Twilight. Loved that, right? I loved okay. Fifty Shades so of Grey. Claudia, yeah, yeah. And I literally, as a 14 year old, was like obsessed with the fact that they were being turned into movies. Mm-hmm. I had notification. I had post notifications on for Fifty Shades of Grey fan accounts. Yeah. And in class, if I'd get a notification. Mm-hmm. I'd go to the bathroom and like a new little clip from the movie had been released. Yeah. And I'd sit there and watch it. That is hilarious. <laughs> oh my God. I was obsessed. Yeah. And the most bizarre part of it is that when I, when the movie came out, I couldn't see it by myself because I was 14. Uh huh. And so my mom, her boyfriend at the time who I hated and emotionally um, traumatized me, um, me and Claudia all went to the, to a matinee, like mm-hmm. in broad daylight, yeah. went to see this movie. Yeah. And we sat on different rows uh-huh. and watched the movie because me and Claudia both like were obsessed mm-hmm. with it. But I mean, as a 14 year old girl, should you be obsessed with the idea of like the plot of Fifty Shades of Grey? No. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it also prevented me from ever like getting close to a guy. Yeah. Which I'm kind of grateful for because we all know how I feel about men and not even just that though but I, I the thing is is like I said it's it's funny because the older I've gotten the more I understand your mindset which yeah. is funny I think I was just like, always ahead of my time you were you know at the end of the day you might like I said have less physical experience yeah. but like mentally I feel like you're just and I don't think there's anything wrong with it I think yeah. that it's it's smart if when I, I can, think about it I'm like I'm grateful because yeah I really, think about how much you prevent it for yourself I Seriously. know I know and like, I don't know. I just, I really do view myself very highly and I I have like a good perception of myself and I, I didn't always have that. Like I've worked a lot on it the last two years, yeah. but I have gotten myself to a point where I'm like, okay, I value myself so much. Mm-hmm. I don't want to like be vulnerable with somebody who doesn't truly deserve to like get to know me right. or like see see me in like my most vulnerable moments 
So I really am glad looking back on it. Like I'm glad I was always the way that I was. And it's funny because like the older that you all get, you get more like me. Yep. You stay at home. You watch movies. Cat you don't ladies. like. You literally. Yep. I was like, I, people used to call me the loser. People used but to call me. But now we're the, all losers. I know. Now yeah. we're all fucking weird introverts. <laughs> yep, that's but, true. <laughs> and then I'm the one who's like trying to be more extroverted, yeah. going on medication, and no, it's funny. So yeah, um, I I'm happy that I have no regrets. Yeah. Like I definitely played it very safe, but also. I've just always been like kind of afraid of boys. Mm-hmm. Like if I ever. For good reason. There's yeah. really like, I mean, I've met people, all different kinds of guys. And there are some that I genuinely respect as people. And I don't think they're horrible people. Are they mm-hmm. good boyfriends? No. But like they're cool guys. But mm-hmm. like, where the fuck did he come from? <laughs> um, no, they're like, they're, they're cool guys. But would I you know, do I think they're good boyfriends? No. And thinking about it like now and even just in general, like how much times have changed like with social media and everything. It's like it is I think it only gets harder to find someone who is authentic and, you know, not there's so many different qualities. Like the fact that you're on social media, Mm -hmm. would a guy understand that? Would he be okay? I know. There's so many factors. That's the hard part is like finding somebody when you have this whole online presence and like they can go watch my YouTube channel and literally learn like so many things about Mm -hmm. me. I've talked a lot about myself on my YouTube channel. You're very open. Yeah, extremely, extremely open. Like that's like people who watch me, you basically do know. Absolutely. You. Most things about me. Yeah, you know Mm -hmm. me. And so like then I'm like, okay, if I met someone, they'd also have to be in this type of industry Mm -hmm. because they'd have to understand it. And I'd have to like kind of view them the same way that they view me and Mm -hmm. You know, it couldn't just be some like I have no idea how Ariana Grande is married to like a, a guy who, who like just a normal guy. So he right. He has nothing to No, <coughs> I think he has like I don't know. His Instagram bio says he's like a, a realtor, I think. OK, but I think I'm though, like you're Ariana Grande. You're the fucking biggest pop star yeah. in the world. Well, I do think that there I definitely think there's a chance that you can meet someone who doesn't have anything to do with it, but is such a good accepting person that yeah. they are, they love to see your success and they understand it. Even though they might not do it, they mm-hmm. genuinely want to understand it. Which and is they like do. nearly impossible to find. It, oh, it is. Especially in a guy. Like, and it I'm is. not even saying that I like fully want to be with a guy. Like, honestly, I don't picture myself with a guy. Uh-huh. I really don't because I just feel like so many of the things that I like crave in, in people and close connections is it comes down to like being a woman Mm -hmm. and like femininity and like understanding that and men at their core just can't understand that even if you grow up with sisters even if you have a good relationship with your mom yeah like at the end of the day you're a man Mm -hmm. like you can take the best guy in the world and he can be a really good person but like am I gonna have a deep emotional connection with him right I don't know because he's not gonna be able to relate to me in the way that I would want a partner to Mm -hmm. so like I don't know. And I, and I just like, it's really hard for me to get close to a man. Yeah. Like, I just don't trust them. Mm-hmm. And automatically I'm like, so like, what are what are you trying to get out of me? Right. Like, what do you want? And it's hard not to think those ways I know too. because yeah. men also like, I'm really into true crime. So I'm like constantly listening to mm-hmm. these horrible stories about men being horrible. Mm-hmm. And it's scary. Also, another thing is like, a man will never, never understand what it is like to be a woman and to be afraid of men. Mm-hmm. You can be a man and be afraid of men. I'm not saying that you can't do that, but you will never know the fear of what it is like to be a woman right. and walk around on the street or have mm-hmm. a guy cat call you. You basically have no self-defense. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's terrifying mm-hmm. and 
and like being brought up as a girl. There's so many things that go into like being a woman that men try as they might, they will never fully understand. And that is like such a huge part of my personality, like Mm -hmm. just being a strong woman and feminism and, and this and that. And like, I appreciate men out there who are feminist and like openly tell people they're feminist, but like, I don't know. I just really have a hard time trusting guys unless it's somebody like Jesse who's dating my sister and Mm -hmm. like I have like I've gotten to know him through him being my sister's boyfriend and like Mm -hmm. he's a great guy. He's like uh, like a friend to me now. But like I never would have gotten to know him in any other way. Like I would have been like no. Right. (laughs) Like I would have been completely closed off to it. Yeah. And people used to tell me like oh you're never going to meet someone that way. But I'm like I don't care. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to open myself up to somebody and like tell them all of this stuff right. about me and just like get yeah. close to them for them to just like disappoint me. Because the last time it happened was when I had this last crush on this mm-hmm. person. And I was like just amazed that this, that this guy had not grossed me out after talking. I, I think I know exactly yeah, what you're you talking do. Yeah. And after talking to him for so long and I was like, oh my God, he makes me laugh. Like, mm-hmm. And he said one thing, one single thing. And I'm very different than you. I think even I said it was a really stupid thing to say. Yeah. But I remember when I went to LA, I was telling people about this. I was like, yeah, I had a really big crush on this guy. Because they'd be like, so like, do you have a love life? And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, have you met me? (laughs) And I would tell them about this. And I would tell them, he said, I I had a crush on him, but I also Mm -hmm. hated the way that this crush made me feel. So I was like almost waiting for him to say something to ruin it. Right. And it went on for a year and a half without him ruining it. And even mm-hmm. some little things he said, I would overlook it because I'm like, okay, yeah. I like you. But he said this one misogynistic thing that was just so stupid. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ew. I immediately mm-hmm. lost all feelings for him. Yeah. And I told people this when I was in LA and they were like, really? That's all, that's it? And I'm like, girl, what are you used to? Yeah. Like, what do these girls let these guys get away with? I think the difference is too. I think it's all in how... It's your mindset. Yeah. I think a lot of it is mindset. And I think that, like I said, I've had experiences with so many different types of guys. Ones that are super dominant, ones that are super laid back. I like the laid back ones. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think that that's just the kind of personality I need. But I know exactly, even though I think you and I are so different in that way, I can absolutely relate. Because when if somebody says one thing that rubs me the wrong way. It doesn't even matter what category it's in. If I think it's disrespectful to me as a person, me as a woman, my family, my pets, anything, you know how I am. Like if you do that, my mindset's going to change on you because I think mindset is so important. And I think it's normal and healthy for two different people to have two different views. I think that's fine. But I think when somebody has a very strong opinion on something that I think strong opinions shouldn't be a thing, you know what I mean? And I just think it's yeah. all in how it's not it's not always what you say. It's how yeah. you say it. But I think that I don't know. I just think mindset is key. And I think that, yeah, I think it's completely normal. I think if somebody says something that you think totally opposite about, it's going to rub you the wrong way. And I think a lot of these girls are maybe they don't maybe they don't have a big back like a strong backbone. Yeah. Like they don't really care what somebody else's mindset is. Yeah. You're a person that how somebody thinks is important to you. And I know exactly what I want. Like I know exactly what to look for and what to avoid. And if you say something misogynistic to me, Mm -hmm. to me, like have you ever, right? and like have you met me? Like that is a huge part of Mm -hmm. my- Who you are, yeah. Yeah, everyone about me knows that. Like you say Mm -hmm. one misogynistic thing, I'm literally going to hate you forever. Yeah. (laughs) Unless you like, obviously people can change. But Mm -hmm. this thing that he said was just so stupid. I literally sent it to my best friends and I was like, 
Well, he's done. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, guys. And he's just honestly so stupid because but I'm honestly, after it ended, I was so glad Mm because I was like, oh my God, I feel free. Like I'm not, I'm no longer like viewing myself through these man's eyes. Yeah. And I just, now I'm at the point where like, I don't, I don't care. I don't care what people think. Like, because I, my whole life, I've just cared too much about what guys think of me. Mm-hmm. And I think any girl can relate to that. You yeah. grow up being like, what will make a guy think I'm beautiful? Or like, I have to be willing and I have to be, right. I have to show like enough skin, but not too much skin. So he doesn't think I'm a slut and this yeah. and that. And it's like, why the fuck do we care so much? Yeah. Be yourself. Find out who you are. Be that person. Mm-hmm. And if a guy, if the right person will come along and like all of the things about you that, that make be, you right. you. And I think too of what I was going to say is because that's so true and it's so easy for that to happen. But I do think even though it seems very hard and nearly impossible, when you find the right person, you won't even find yourself thinking those things. Yeah. Because you'll kind of just like have this feeling and know that mm-hmm. this person accepts me in all of my forms, not just like when my hair looks a certain way or like I have to make sure I look a certain way. And like obviously as a woman, I think – oh. I feel like naturally we kind of have this vibe of like I want to look good Mm -hmm. because I'm either going out in public or because there's a guy I like and I think I think to a certain degree that's okay but like you said it's like it's important to you know view yourself how what you want to see yeah not what somebody else is going to see because then like you said it almost becomes this like this dependence on well is he going to look at the story like like, I remember and I've had that before where it's like you get ready and you post a story or you post something and you're hoping that they're going to see it or what are they going to think if they see it oh my god when I was in high school and I was obsessed with the high school guy yeah I would keep my makeup on super late just so I could respond to his snapchats yeah and when I liked the middle school boy we would FaceTime for hours but I would Mm -hmm. never show my face and I was like what was this where was the screen I would just point it at the ceiling. Okay. And his little sister would come in and be like, why isn't she showing her face? She's hiding. And I'd be like, because <laughs> I'm fucking insecure. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I know. So I've always, and also every crush I've ever had in a guy, which is, this is telling, but every crush I've ever had has been because they don't show me enough attention. Mm-hmm. So automatically in my mind, I'm like, okay. So if they do show me attention, it means like I'm doing something right. Yeah. And like, if they compliment me, then it's like, it feels like a little treat. Mm-hmm. Instead of somebody who's like, I really like you and like, I think you're beautiful, like constantly reminding you. Should be, yeah. I know. And I'm like, this is sick and right. I need to stop it. Like I need to yeah. stop this cycle. Mm-hmm. And ever since that person, it's been almost a year and I literally have not had a crush on a guy and I don't, who fucking yeah. knows if I ever will again. But I think you will. I think that you're just, like I said, and I respect this so much about you. You know what you want and you are very cautious, but I think being cautious is important. And I just think that, for you, it might take longer, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's there's anything wrong with that. I know. I've gotten to a point where I'm like, everyone is always like, it will happen when it's supposed to. It will happen when it's supposed to. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but I just don't care anymore. Like, I'm not looking. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm focusing on myself. I'm happy alone. Yeah, I'm fucking lonely sometimes. But like, when I meet someone one day, if, when, whatever, blah, blah, it will happen. I'm not thinking about it. Like, But what I like, and here's just what I, and I've seen this for you forever, like, or what I would hope to see for you is that because you're waiting so long and it's like and, and not in a bit like not by choice but mm-hmm. I'm just saying because it's like been a drawn out process and you've mm-hmm. gone through all these things which I think is important I hope that when that person does come that that's just it like, I know because I almost feel like that's what to me that's what would make sense to you yeah. like I feel like you don't strike me as a person that should have to go through multiple things like why that just to me it doesn't even make sense I know sense. I literally feel like I have the mind of like a 45 year old woman because right. I've ex- maybe you won't find someone until you're 40 <laughs> <laughs> god please. hopefully not but that's what I see though like I don't see you 
going through more. I mean, honestly, I don't either. Yeah, it's like even Claudia, even though Claudia is more, I would say more reserved than me in a certain degree. I still, to her, I still saw she was out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. We both were like doing our own thing and experimenting. But for you, I just would hope and I see somebody when they do come along, that's the right person, that that's just going to be it. Yeah. And there's no, I mean, honestly, that's what everybody hopes. It usually doesn't happen that way. But I think because you've seen these relationships around you, like your mom, your brother, your mm-hmm. sister, me, like all of it. And you've, you, you're honestly, it's like funny. It's like you kind of are like this person that's like taking it all in and her. I know, like, I'm like an observer. Every, literally every detail. So it's like on top of these books you've read or like movies you've watched or just things that you've learned within yourself, you've also learned like, from real life experiences. Mm-hmm. So you can see like, okay, maybe I should look out for this or like this and is also, something I know I don't want. I've always had the outside perspective. Yeah. So like, yeah, I haven't been, I haven't had the experience firsthand, mm-hmm. but because you have the outside perspective, you're almost like, you're not biased. Right. So you see exactly how things unfold mm-hmm. and you're not, you don't take part. I don't know. Like I've just seen so m- I've been closely involved in so many relationships in my life, like my yeah. sisters and my moms and I've always been like right front front row seat, mm-hmm. watching everything go down, always a part of it. Like uh, Claudia's ex-boyfriend was like an older brother to me. Mm-hmm. I was so close with him at one point. Yeah. And and we also lived in like a tiny house mm-hmm. where like everyone heard everything and we were next door neighbors. Like yeah. our rooms were next to each other and we all shared a fucking bathroom. Mm-hmm. And so I've just always watched people and I've always like, I don't know. I feel I don't I feel like not a ton of people have that same experience where you you never have your own experiences. Right. You're always just watching other people mm-hmm. and you learn from other people instead of your own. Yeah. And then combined with like reading books and watching movies, yeah. like I feel like I have a lot of experience even though I technically don't. Yeah, and it's the thing is too and like the way that I've always viewed you, which is like it's always been funny to me like how I view you because and it's funny, too, because as as close as I've been with Claudia, as long as I have, like, and I feel like, you, and as you know, like, when we talk, mm-hmm. like, which isn't isn't often, like, when it's just me and you talking, mm-hmm. but, like, if I'm at your apartment and I'm the last mm-hmm. one there and we talk, it's, like, always for a long time. I know. And then if it's on FaceTime, like, I'll call you for one thing, <laughs> but it, like, goes on forever. Yeah. And it's, like, like, we were saying we both share, I feel like, that raw openness and mm-hmm. we like to talk and we like to really, I think, understand. Like, I think a lot of people, yeah. they can talk, but, like, they don't really care. But yeah. I feel like... We, we like to psychoanalyze. Wanna, exactly. And like understand it. But also like I feel like I've just always viewed you even when you were younger. Obviously beautiful. Obviously. So not trying to kiss your fucking ass. <laughs> oh, like no, but seriously, just like so beautiful, so talented. And like I think you, you know, your mom is the same way mm-hmm. in that sense. I see that in both of you. But as I don't want to say inexperienced. Because I really, I don't know. Like it's funny because even when Brandon explains himself, like how he sees himself, I was like, I never saw him that way. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's I'm biased because I loved Claudia and your mom and mm-hmm. the whole family. But I always saw you as just this, like, such a talented, amazing person. Like, I felt like what you did, like, you not going out for relationships like or whatever, like, not living the way Claudia and I decided to in high school. That was, like, that was just your choice. I know. It always made sense. Like, to me, that was just you. Like, yeah. that made sense to me. Um, so I never viewed you. Like, I feel like from an outside perspective, some people are like, oh, Kennedy, the introvert, like, all this stuff. And it's like, and I get that. And I feel like you, those are some of your characteristics, but, like, you have all these other things that, like, to me, I just, like, see you on such a high pedestal because it's, like, okay, so because, you know, and I think this is a misconception, because people have all of this experience, that does that make them, like, a 
more found smarter person absolutely not like you you might not have experience in the same way as somebody else but like you have this talent that you pour into shit and it's so like it's insane (laughs) and I've told you like I am the farthest thing from a talented individual but like I Kennedy talent comes in different it comes in different ways. I'm talking like your type of talent like I wish I I can't even write I remember Claudia could always do bubble letters I could never (laughs) I can't do shit but no, like I remember like when, even when you started YouTube, it wasn't, that was the thing. It's like you didn't just start a YouTube channel. Like you were, mm. and maybe like the first couple of videos, but like I remember when you would do the the acting ones and like pour all this time and effort. I was like, this is, if somebody doesn't see this and pick her up, like it's just insane to me because it's like, it takes so much like special talent and a special brain and person to be able to do that. So it's like, I don't know. I just never saw you. I never defined you by like yeah. your lack of experience I know, with guys. Like I know. That was never something yeah, that. I kind of saw myself the same way. Like I used to feel weird about it because, you know, it's the normal thing for you get older and you start having all this yeah. sex and you get into relationships. But I'm like. Honestly, it's the most irrelevant part of also, life. Also, like I'm very, I'm very comfortable talking about mm-hmm. sex and talk and like I'm comfortable with my body. Like you're actually so fun to talk to about it because you're intrigued by it. You know, like <laughs> we tell a friend like, oh, I did this, this and this with a guy. They're like, oh, really? Like and they don't ask details. Yeah. But like you, I'll tell you and you're like, wait, tell me more. And it's so well, fun it's also to tell like you. I've, I've always been like that. I've always found like sex very fascinating yeah. and I've never... Like, it's never been a weird topic for me. I don't mm-hmm. know. I, like, I knew what sex was when I was two years old. Right. Like, I I would did not have a sheltered childhood. Mm-hmm. I, and so I don't think you need to, like, have all this experience no. to, to know stuff about sex and, like, know what you want. Yeah. And, like, I don't know. I think so many people just, like, have sex and do sexual things just because they feel like that's what they should mm-hmm. be doing. Yeah. And I'm, like... Too many people don't actually do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. And like I've said, I've just always known exactly what I want. Yeah. So I'm like, if I don't want something, why Why am I going to like pursue it? Right. Like I know I have high expectations. I used to think that was a curse, but mm-hmm. it's not. It's a blessing. Yeah. And I'm going to stay like that forever. And they're probably only like going to get higher. Right. And as it should, it's just... It's just crazy to me. Like, it's just how I feel like in general society, I mean, this has been like this way before even our time. It's just like, though, even when you watch older movies, they were so, even honestly, I think in some ways more sexualized. Oh my God, they were. Like, Brayden and I were watching older movies and they're flashing tits every, I'm like, this is insane. Like, I, I know. Like you're not, not not allowed, but it's, I know like some shows like Euphoria, it's more like mm. that. But like the funny ones, you know, like the older funny ones yeah. that are just hilarious. Um, it just, it was so different. And I just think that, for the normal person, it almost like puts that thought in your mind. Well, if they're doing it and it's like publicized on TV, like I should be doing it. Yeah. You know, so it just it is crazy. But I do almost think the fact that you didn't take that route and didn't do the norm, it like led you to being so creative in a mm. way and like being able to Because I was fo- always focusing on myself. Right. I was never focusing on somebody else, never drew attention away from myself. And I think mm. that's why I've gotten to the point in my life where I am at currently because yeah. I know myself so well. I'm extremely self-aware. Mm-hmm. I literally had a therapist tell me like, you're really self-aware. Yeah, and which is the most important thing. Yeah. Even if yeah. everybody's going to fuck up, but if you're self-aware, like Brandon says that too all the time to me. He's like, yeah, like it wasn't right that you did that, but I am glad that you're self-aware. Yeah. Cause like a lot of people just aren't. That's the most know? important thing. Like yeah. if you're going to have people in your life that want to stay there, you've got to be self-aware because mm-hmm. it's annoying. If somebody doesn't realize when they're doing something yeah. and I don't know. I just, I've always just been like, I've always invested so much time in myself and doing what I want to do. And 
everything, all my health issues, like they made me, I don't want to say selfish, but they made me put myself first. Yeah. And I think more people need to do that. Yeah. I've never been a people pleaser. Mm -hmm. Like I don't, I don't, like I couldn't, like I I have to put myself first. And because of that, like I'm happy, Mm -hmm. like I've made myself happy and you're never going to be happy if you're putting everyone else before yourself and putting other people's emotions before your own. Right. Like you just, you kind of have to be selfish sometimes. Absolutely. And I've learned everything that I've learned by focusing on myself. And I think too, like, and I was going to say this earlier when we were talking about the anxiety thing, but I think in the way that we might be similar is that because we both have always had a similar kind of outlook with like, in in a sense, like dependence on family and like dependence on like doing everything you can basically not to feel any type of like anxiousness Mm -hmm. like I remember growing up and always thinking like how am I ever gonna have a real job like a job where you have to go maybe like be in meetings and like because I'd always have diarrhea like literally (laughs) and I was like and the urge would be like run to the bathroom and I remember thinking like that was like a fear of mine like when I get older and I need to like I have this responsibility where like I'm not at school and I can't have like get picked up or go to the nurse's office like more responsibility and I remember not even knowing how I'm going to do it. Like when I used to want to be in the FBI and I think about the responsibility of like having to travel and like be on, possibly be on these crime scenes and like mentally I wanted to do it so bad. Mm-hmm. Like it interests me. But like I was like, what about my anxiety and my stomach issues? Like am I actually going to be able to do this? Yeah. And it's the thing is too, which I wanted to ask you is do you think, which I'm sure you do because you do it, but like that the fact that you were able to go the social media route, it's like you have that security of like, if something were to happen where you felt sick, it's almost like you don't have that responsibility mm-hmm. to be somewhere. Cause like, that's how I felt. And I was even thinking about it, like with the whole podcasting, it's like, yeah, I still have a responsibility to sit here and do a, do my job. But it's mm-hmm. like, at least like if I got to take a shit, yeah. I go in my bathroom and I feel like that. Well, for like, me, your stomach issues are a lot more random. Yeah. That's Mine true. are like, I'm flare either, ups I'm either having a flare up and I can't get out of my bed right. or I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And like, I've gotten so used to having a stomach ache and yeah. having gas, horrible gas pains while like mm-hmm. having a conversation with someone. I'll it's be like, bad. I'll do be you dying. feel that like flushed feeling, like that feeling where you like, like if you're having a conversation with somebody and you start getting like a bad stomach ache, do you feel like nauseous panic attack? Like I got to get out? No, because that's so, how I get. It's I'm horrible. I'm so used to it. Like okay, so you I have do more it. Control over it's like it, it's so. almost like how when people come to my apartment, and there's like so many like police sirens and yeah. and honking, and they're like Jesus, and I'm like, oh, I didn't even hear it. Like I'm so used right. to it. Okay, I see. What it's you're like saying. that. We're like I'm so used to it. Right. Like if my stomach hurts, it's like oh my stomach hurts. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm in immense pain, I'm like unless it's like horrible and I literally yeah. can't get out of bed. Like, I'm just, I'm so used to it. Mm-hmm. I almost don't even know what normal would feel like. I get horrible right. gas pains, like, almost every night. Yeah. And that also makes me anxious about, like, sleeping in the same bed as someone. Right. And I have to, like, fucking hold in my farts. I mean, yeah. girls don't fart, but, right. like. <laughs> I mean, I'm the same way. As long as I've, you know, Brayden and I are coming up on two years and I still, I don't fart and I will not shit in the same room as him. And if we're on vacation, like, I literally ask him to go in about, out on the balcony That's or what I I'll would go do. downstairs into, like, the lobby mm. bathroom because I don't I don't know it's like that's always been something not really an insecurity but something that I I want to deal with it on my I, own I you know what I mean I literally can't fart in front of somebody unless yeah. it's my mom like I can my mom's like seen me do everything she's mm-hmm. seen me at my very worst yeah so like I don't I will never feel judged by her but mm-hmm. and it's not even the fear of being judged it's like I don't want somebody to like see me that way right like, no, for sure I want to be this like pretty soft feminine mm-hmm. girl who like doesn't do that even though I have like these violent shits bouts yep. in the fucking mm-hmm. bathroom where my toes are clenched I'm like 
oh my god oh it's yeah and you're holding both fucking sides of the toilet seat like in agony i have one hand on the um what's it called the toilet paper holder. yes oh it's hard i've had and that one a hand times. sometimes sometimes i will literally this is so fucked up no i think i know what you're saying i will literally i don't do you i don't know i will literally scratch my own stomach <laughs> Like, I'll dig my nails into my stomach to distract me from the pain. I know what you're talking about. I'll dig my nails into my thigh or something. But I was going to say sometimes when my stomach hurts so bad. And it's like, I, you know, when the pain is so bad. This is like going to be the best part of it. The shit talk. No, but like when the pain is so bad and you're like, you know, you have to explode. But it's not there at the asshole yet. I will literally oh. push on my stomach to hopefully like pull, like push it out. Because it hurts so bad. Yeah. Like, it hurts. But yeah, it, like that's always been like my the fucking most annoying thing about myself but I feel like now like I was saying the fact that I'm able which I would have never thought that I'd be on this path but the fact that I'm able to have a job where like it's in my own house and like Mm -hmm. I can do do it all in my time and flexibility which I think like I think the universe is really looking out for me because I when I would think about going to college I was like I'm not gonna be able to live in a dorm like I'm not gonna be able no like there's no way I'm not, I'm not gonna be able to do a communal bathroom Mm-mm. like that's just get, that can't happen I literally when I was in high school I would I had a nurse's pass where anytime like I felt like I was gonna shit myself mm-hmm. I could go to the nurse and use her private bathroom she had like two private bathrooms yeah and I would be there a lot too it was really nice <laughs> no at, those were the best school. bathrooms in school. I would literally go there and she'd be like hi and I'd be like I gotta use your bathroom right because <laughs> it, it would actually it was a one stall thi- like a one thing yeah so it was just shut yeah. the door yeah, yeah I always did that too and I would literally I God, God bless that nurse's bathroom because she was sweet. There yeah. was two of them, I think, at one point. I, yeah, I think I don't remember, but yeah, whoever it was, I liked her. Yeah, and I could oh, I could get up and leave mm-hmm. class whenever I wanted. I had a pass to do that because like how teachers are like, oh, you can't go to the bathroom mm-hmm. right now. I know they were the worst. Why the yeah. fuck do teachers do that? Like because they're assholes. How do you want to stop somebody from going to yeah. the bathroom even if they're going to go use their phone? It's uh, none a of your business. Said that to me once when I had to pee my pants, like pee so bad. And she's like, no, you can't go. You just went. Because like when I drink a lot of water, mm. I have to pee all the time. And I was like, if you don't let me go, I'm going to piss on your floor. Like I literally said that. I was so angry. And I think she ignored me. So I just got up and went. See, that's a different. That is the main difference between you and me is you, <laughs> you, you have a very easy time speaking your mind and speaking up for yourself. It's not always the best, but you know. Well, yeah, but I, I always would. You'd probably envy- hold your pee in. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. I would have held my pee in mm-hmm. and got a UTI. Yeah. Like I, I've tried to really work on it. And like I l- have learned from experiences that have made me angry because I'm like, why didn't I fucking speak, speak up for up, myself? Yeah. But I've always envied that about you and how you just like had, had no problem with mm-hmm. it because for me, I hate confrontation yeah. and I am like terrified to, especially if it's somebody older than me. Like I was terrified of my teachers. Yeah, I had to meet one of my teachers who I literally was attracted to after school mm-hmm. at the beginning of the year. And I had to tell him because he he like got mad at me because I was always late to his class. Mm-hmm. It was because of my stomach. And he was like, you can't be late. Like you can't be late this much. Yeah. And, I, and I told my mom about it. She's like, you need to say something to mm-hmm. him. So afterwards, I planned to go to him after school. Yeah. I was shaking so bad when I was talking to him. I was like, and I was like tearing up. I was like, oh. so like the reason I'm late to your class all the time is because I have an autoimmune disorder and mm-hmm. it, my, my stomach really acts up and he was like oh okay he probably saw I'm like like shaking with tears in my eyes right and I walked out there and I was like Jesus Christ well then there was me when I'd be cussing in the back of the class with the other kids and the teacher said to me Devorah stop cussing if you do it more time you're gonna go to I'm gonna give you detention you know what I did I looked at her and I said fuck and detention is what I got I was bad like I've actually believe it or not become so much better but like I was a bad fucking kid 
And like that is, I think, the main one of the main differences between us is like mm-hmm. I just you know had that like. But I would have I caring. would have looked at girls like you and been like, oh, why can't I be more like that? Like I'm, yeah. I like overthink everything. I'm so scared and right, blah, blah. And now I feel like I've gotten better. Yeah, with speaking my mind and like speaking up for myself. But yeah, <laughs> I was I was a, quite a fucking terrified kid. Yeah. And then as far as like college went, did you ever want to go or you just it was never like a thought? I never applied to any colleges. I thought if I do go to college, it's going to be it was going to be the the one the local, local one. Yeah. yeah. And but I just I didn't like I never had anything that I wanted to go to college for. I was like, so I like no like desire. No, within, I like, didn't okay. even want the college experience. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. And and then I feel like I just kind of got lucky with timing. Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like that's always been my case. Like I have just trusted the universe and mm-hmm. said everything happens for a reason. Yeah. And timing has always worked out for yep. me. And the first video I posted on YouTube was my prom vlog. I was so excited to make it. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so much fun for me. I w- I used to use Brandon's laptop to edit when yeah. he wasn't using it. And, um, and like, everyone was, like, all my friends were excited to see it. And then my third video ended up taking off. Got a million views. And I was like... Which one was that? Do you remember? It was, um, I let guys on tinder pick my makeup okay and it was kind of like a little trend that was going around and Mm -hmm. normally i would i have always been like a huge youtube lover yeah and normally when i would see a trend going around i'd be like i wish i could do that Mm -hmm. or like pretend to do it in my mirror yeah and then i was like oh my god i can so i literally went into claudia's room took the camera Mm -hmm. set it up and did it and then i like was so happy with the video and i remember i remember it had like 11k views Mm -hmm. and my other videos at this point had like 1k views and I remember it just was like going up exponentially. Yeah. And I was sitting on my couch and I was like, I was looking at Brandon and I was like, what is happening? Yeah. I was like, oh my God, people are watching this. And then I started getting hate comments. Right. And I was like, oh my God. Like it was. So, I'm famous. <laughs> it was so, it was so weird. But you but, kind of had like a following already because of like the face paint stuff that you were like doing, right? a very, very small okay. one. Um, so it really was like straight up from the bottom. Yeah. And it up. was, it was essentially from scratch. Okay. Um. But I think I, it was just a mixture of luck and the right place, right time. Yeah. And I just had wanted to do it for so long. I would literally mm-hmm. sit in front of my mirror for hours, pretend to film a video. So I think I like unintentionally manifested it. And you're it just, also the perfect person for it. Like you're you. someone that it's like you didn't care for the outside world. No. So it's like, let's do everything exactly. I can I've, with myself on I've a camera. I've always like lived in my head yep. and I always have felt comfortable in front of a camera. Even when yeah. I was like a fucking three-year-old, right. I would love being filmed. Yeah. And I like, I never have, and like you said, we're, I'm very open. Mm-hmm. So I never have a problem talking about like deep topics or anything. Which is important because that's what makes you so relatable. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? And I, and when I saw these people that related to me, I was like, oh my God, I'm not a freak. Yeah. Like there's other people who are like me. Right. And yeah, from there, it just like, I, I remember posting like three videos a week mm-hmm. and it was weird at first because my best friend was in college. She was having a completely different experience. Yeah. And just like drowning in work and stuff. And I'm like having the fucking time of my life over here. Right. Busting out videos. Like loving reading comments. And and just like I, I wasn't even viewing. I was just like, oh my God, this is – I'm living out my dream. Yeah. Like, I was just so happy at 18. Mm-hmm. And then I got depressed. <laughs> right. And I think for the – like honestly when – I mean anybody knows this that does anything on social media. When you first start, you have all these ideas. And I remember like even you sometimes posting that like – well, obviously, originally when you started, you had these ideas and then you'd go through points where you're like, you didn't really have any ideas anymore. And then mm-hmm. I feel like then you'd have another like creative like 
burst. Yeah, and, and that really like, that really got to me too because right. I loved having creative video ideas. I was like, right. I don't want to do dumb ideas. I want to have like my videos have a different feel to them. Mm-hmm. And I I came up with a lot of creative ideas that yeah. I'm still very proud of. And it it just became such a struggle after like three years of doing mm-hmm. it that I just had this full on breakdown. And this was last year, mm-hmm. last year. Um, when I remember it was like right after I cut bangs too, which is just mm-hmm. ironic, but I just had like the worst depressive episode I've, I'd ever had. And I was completely alone this time because I was in my apartment. Right. And it just kind of changed as like hard as it was to get through. It changed the way I viewed YouTube and my life and um, growing up. And I feel like because I went through all those breakdowns, like it, it only made me stronger. Yeah. Like it didn't, I would come out of it being like, you like wallow in your depressed depression enough. You get to a point where you're like, okay, I can either like let this consume yeah. me or I can get myself out of it and right. figure out like what I need to do. And I would always get myself it, yeah. out of it. So yeah, that, that was definitely a turning point for me. And now it's like with my channel, I post whenever I want. I've mm-hmm. taken that kind of pressure off myself of like, you need to be getting this amount of views right. and and you need to be having like a very interesting title and thumbnail and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I film over the course of like a month and then, and I, whatever and then I throw yeah. the video together and I really like it and – it's like it's you now. Yeah, you know exactly. What I mean? It's like what you yeah, like exactly. transformed. And I think too, things are different than when you started. Yeah, like now very. TikTok is a big thing, mm-hmm. and I feel like obviously you're I'm incredible <laughs> at that. Like the you know the the costumes mm-hmm. and just the things that you there's something I can't I really can't stress this enough, and I don't even know what it is. Like as far as when you don't even have to talk to be like aesthetic to watch. Like your fucking blow drying videos. And it's funny because these are like. I thought you were about to say blow drying. No, no, like and I didn't grow up like really as someone that was into YouTube. I really Mm -hmm. never like cared for it. Whereas like you and Claudia did and you like loved it. So it's like funny Mm -hmm. to me when even with Claudia's the same way. Like I'm not into the organizing videos. But and maybe once again I might be biased. But like when it comes up like you both are good at like making something really Mm -hmm. easy to watch like even if you aren't talking or showing even just who you are but the ones that you know are incredible are just like when you when you pour your talent into what you do Mm -hmm. it is not like you can see it like it does not go unnoticed it's I think that's why you're so good at it and I think that you're all even if you've had these kind of like moments of depression or confusion which is totally normal which like I think once again you have been extremely open about open about you always kind of find a way to like change what you're doing to who you're becoming which is amazing like like I said times are different now you're on TikTok also and it's like and I was 18 when I started this whole thing and I'm 22 going on 23 like your mind changes so much even within the course of like a day sometimes yeah anything one thing can happen that can just change it all Mm -hmm. but I just think in general like I think you everything that you do, you do it in the perfect way to yourself. Because yeah. a lot of people, they just kind of and because it's hard. A lot of people don't have natural talent, so they'll try to pick something up, pick up a camera, and do stuff. And maybe they're good at it, but nothing really like they don't have that that part of them. I to think too many in. people have the mindset of like, I want, I want to get famous. Yeah, I, I want to get followers. And they don't really love what they're doing in a sense. Yeah, too. it's yeah. like if the passion isn't there, people are going to see that. Absolutely. You're just going to be one of millions. Yep. Like that's not going to set you apart. Mm-hmm. To anyone trying to start, like my biggest piece of advice would be only do it if it's it's something that you really love, that right. you're really passionate about. Like don't do it because you're passionate about having tons of followers and like yeah. moving to LA and being friends with famous people. Like yeah. 
that's also it's like it's not going to be fulfilling. No. That's and n- it's not ever what nothing's ever as no. good as it seems. No. No. And also I think you're a perfect example of like everything you're saying. It's not even like you're just saying it because it's like you're a person that's like you did it because it literally brought you joy. Like exactly. you know what I mean? It became I feel like or it started as a hobby and it almost mm-hmm. stayed that of course like you're going to with anything you do that even if it is a hobby, if it if it is somewhat your job, like it's going to become a responsibility and you're going to have struggles and obstacles. If you didn't, you wouldn't grow and you wouldn't yeah. learn from it. But I think that, like you said, the most important thing is to always have it be something that you love. And like you, I think, are a perfect example of like that is how it started. And I think the reason why you've had obstacles is because you've always wanted it to stay that way, which yeah. is really important because mm-hmm. if not, why do it? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, I think in order to be happy, you got to be doing things that bring you joy. And if you're doing a bunch of stuff every day Mm -hmm. that makes you miserable, like so many people working jobs that make them miserable, Mm -hmm. like you have to, you you have to make that change. You have to decide, I don't want to keep living like this. Right. You have to care enough about yourself. Exactly. You have to put yourself first and you have to just, I don't know. I just feel like I, I, don't agree to things that mm-hmm. I don't think will bring me joy. Yeah. I don't, I won't do anything that I'm like, do I really want to do this? No. Like even hanging out with someone. Right. Like if I don't want to do something. Like why put your, why exactly. You I'm yeah. not going to, I'm not going to force myself to go be social mm-hmm. if I don't feel like it. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hang out with somebody if I don't actually care to get to know this person. Mm-hmm. Like so much stuff that people do is just, is there really a point to it? No. Yeah. Is it making you happy? No. Mm-hmm. So figure out what does make you happy and, Try to do more of that. <laughs> there you go. That's the quote. No, but but seriously, like that, it's very true. And I think that, you know, it's it's really amazing to see like all the people that have connected to you. And it's I think my main thing is, and I think I'm a really good example of this, is that even if someone isn't like you, you are still so relatable. Mm-hmm. Like even though you and I are not alike yeah. in the way we might have done high school or like grown up in general, like personality wise. Mm-hmm you're still such like a comfort person. Even like, I know it sounds funny, but even like your what we were saying about your apartment, like everything mm. about you and your aesthetic is just very comforting to people. Oh, I love Don't that. cry, okay? Don't <laughs> cry. But no, it, it is. And I think that it doesn't, I think that's why you do so well because it doesn't mm. matter, you know, what kind of person is looking at you or watching. It's like, it's hard not to like you. Like, there's nothing about you that, like, like I'm kissing your ass on me. Just I know, stop. Like, no, it's like, what do I say to this? No, um, thank you. No, but it's, I just want it to be like, I want you to know that like, you know, I think there are a good amount of people that watch you because it's like people like to see what you do. You know, people mm. like Kennedy, they want to see what kind I got, of... Like, I got a boring old life. Yeah, like, but no, it's just, I think in general, who you are as a person is just, it's a, it's enjoying to watch. You know what I mean? Like, and I Thank think you. anybody can watch my fucking grandma watches you. So like, you got a big age, age range there. But no, I just think in general, like... I know, I love when I'll get comments from like older men and even but, uh, older yeah. women and even men sometimes who will say really nice things. And I'm like, it literally warms my heart so much. No, it does. And it shows like, a lot about you. It shows mm-hmm. the kind of people that you can, you know, you you gain their attention. It's like the people you can connect to. It's people that you wouldn't even imagine. Yeah. And it's incredible. And I think that that's why you know, you are such a special person to the people that like genuinely even just like on like off camera, you know what I mean? In your real life, like the people in your life, like you connect to so many people and then even online. So I think that's why you are just such a bright light. (laughs) But seriously, like it's just, I think that's, it's incredible. And I think everything that you, you know, in your personal life and on social media, it's just, it's inspiring to a lot of people. And I think like you said, the most important thing is that everybody stays true to their, themselves, even yeah. if it isn't in the social media mm-hmm. world. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. And sometimes it's okay to be lonely. 
Absolutely. You're also a great example of that. Read, read your books. <laughs> well, like, be, if you seriously need help, please reach out to somebody. Yeah. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like, lonely in a romantic sense. Yeah. Um, you don't have to be in a relationship or be what? talking yeah. to somebody to be happy. And one day you, you'll find your, yeah. your person. And until then. Yeah. She's good. I'm living my life. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, thank you so much for coming on. Being my of first course. ever guest. I know. Very exciting. But I love mm-hmm. you. So. Love you too. Mm-hmm. <laughs>